Welcome back to Duskwall. As always, thank you for joining us. If you haven't yet, please consider leaving us a rating or review. The more reviews we get, the more people will find the show. And if you have left us a review, thank you so much. Every review we get absolutely makes our day. Next, one thing about today's episode. I want to give a content warning for some discussion and description of dead bodies in this score. It isn't super graphic, but it is a little more detailed than we normally have on the show. If you're uncomfortable with that sort of thing, it might be better to skip over the descriptions. I'll include timestamps for the descriptions in the show notes. This month's featured charity is Majid al-Rabia, a Chicago-based mosque for queer, trans, women, and marginalized Muslims who may feel out of place in both mainstream Muslim communities and queer communities. Majid al-Rabia is centered on five pillars of inclusivity, women-centered, anti-racist, LGBTQIA affirming, pluralist, and accessible. Their programming includes weekly prayer services, a free library, a family arts program, and prison outreach initiatives. If you have a few dollars to spare, consider making a donation. A link to their site is in the show notes. Now then, let's get started, shall we? We'll start off the morning after you guys had talked to Rigney and found out that the inspectors were sniffing around and it's not really super safe for you guys to be around there. He, he's concerned about you all getting arrested. So what, what is the morning routine at the nest like? Who wakes up first? Who makes breakfast? When does Minx stagger in from her, her date night with Kay? <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, I was doing that. Um, you were out having a, a very nice night. Yeah, Minx is coming back pretty early, so who's up early? Not me. Myra. So Minx comes back in with a cloak over. She's still in the clothes she was wearing yesterday and somewhat disheveled. She, in a rare circumstance, has her hair down because it's usually in sort of a practical bun type thing with a braid around it pulled back. But now it's sort of down and uncharacteristically messy. This is like probably one of the few times you've seen her without makeup as well. She comes in, looks at you and says, um, uh, oh, um, uh, good morning, dear. <laughs> good morning. You had a good night? Uh, yes, that's, uh, that's one way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, hold on. Let me, uh, put myself together. Um, and she like picks up way too much speed and kind of speeds into her bedroom to get ready. And you kind of hear a thump out. and actually for the rest of the morning minx is like kind of out of it not sad like definitely happy but out of it distracted yes myra quietly makes a second cup of whatever kind of hellish tea they have in this universe it's probably mushroom based what's myra doing uh up this early is she just enjoying tea and having a, a quiet moment is she i think in the morning she probably had like that's when she gets stuff done if she has a thing she's reading or she has some plans to sketch out, that's that's when she can rely on having a quiet minute in the house. Or in the, in the nest, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, so who, who gets up next? I will say that Blair gets up next. The door to her room just creaks open very loudly. Like, it hasn't been oiled in a while. She has a very noisy door. And it, she just cracks open slightly. And it's very dark inside, and she comes out She's very bleary-eyed. Her hair is poofier and bigger than it usually is. And she looks a little grouchy. So she doesn't even say anything. She just kind of peter-patters over to, I guess, the main room where the table is. She just kind of slumps over in a chair and puts her head on the table. Leaves Finn for last, I guess. I figure she comes out of her room and she's like completely put together for the day, which is not saying much for Finn. Like, she has clothes on them are pretty much clean uh her hair is combed and she's wearing her boots so she comes out and sort of gets to work on uh procuring food when minx comes out for food she's more put together but is wearing a much higher collar than usual (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) i have a dumb dumb question what (laughs) 
So these people are all living basically in a house together. What is their situation with regards to food? Do they have any communal food, or is it all jealously hoarded own food? Minx is willing to share her food, so just so long as you're waiting for it to be done up properly, dears. <laughs> Finn does not provide food. She's surprisingly picky. Like, not like like picky picky. Like, she picks off of other people. Like, whatever they're eating, she'll just, like, <laughs> grab a little bit of it. She doesn't eat her own food? Nope. She just goes with it, whatever's available. I feel like Myra eventually just starts making larger meals. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you, you guys are having breakfast or tea or laying face down on the table. <laughs> also, did we look in that envelope yet? Good question, Myra. Have you looked in the envelope that Rigney gave you? I think she probably has. Uh, so I think she would have done it when she got to her own room and she could read it in privacy. Yeah, so basically that that was the payoff of your gather information check with Jaren. Mm-hmm. Jaren's information uh, includes the full name of the owner of the Centralia Club and the the person who was giving the orders to attack the gondoliers. Uh, his name is Harvale Brogan. There isn't a ton of information that Jaren was able to get that you don't already have. He bought the Centralia Club about six years ago. The ownership of the club has always been kind of kept mysterious. It's sort of part of the general air of the place is that, it, you know, getting to meet the owner or know the owner is, you know, another one of those status markers. So most people don't know. And now you guys do. I think that Myra, like, summarizes it for them rather than giving them the letter. I still find ourselves, even after this windfall, distressingly lacking in information. We do have some contacts, but I'm not certain we can pull in all the info ourselves. As much as I hate to admit that. Yes, I do miss the days of having a wider network. I think it's time we worked on building that up. Mm-hmm. Indeed. It would save us a lot of time. Although it sounds like you have experience in that and might know where to start, yes? Some, yes. Uh, from scratch, it's going to be a bit of a challenge, but I think it's about time we planted that seed. So, Myra, you do, because of, of your background, have some information and insight on how to build uh, an information network. Building one from the ground up is the work of months, if not years. Mm-hmm. However, there is a nice shortcut you can take and that people will often take, which is where you basically co-opt an established network. Particularly among the criminal organizations in the city, it's a fairly common thing because, again, a lot of people don't want to put in the time to build their own network, so they just sort of steal other people's. So, Myra, you you know that a lot of the criminal organizations in the city have already established information networks. You also know that Salia has one. If that's something you wanted to to go after. Oh, God. (laughs) She definitely wants to eventually. I don't know if she's there yet. And the gondoliers don't especially count, right? Because they're kind of their own entity. I mean, the gondoliers do get a decent amount of information. Mm -hmm. That's why the Umbra Hunters were after them, right? Right. And yeah, that could be a potential option as well to see if they would be willing to, to act as an information network for you all. Another option regarding Salia is that we could peel off just like a piece of her network. I don't know if that would be useful. Just suggesting that as a possible option. I'd either say that or like try to get the gondoliers to be our informants. They could also be very, very good. And we're already in kind of good with Kay at least. Mm -hmm. I would say that'd be a good route. Do I know if she has like any pull or if she's just like a normal gondolier? She's, I mean, she could probably tell you like who some of the, like, leaders are? She could likely vouch for us if it comes to that, but I wouldn't want to put undue pressure on her to get us in with them. Especially since I don't want it to seem like I'm using her. Well, you're not the only person who can ask her. We can go as a group or send someone else. It's fine. But, yeah, gondoliers is my vote. I think my vote is also for gondoliers. Yeah, it just makes sense. Yeah. Okay. 
if you guys want to try to talk to the gondoliers to see if they're going to be willing to just become officially your information network, how do you want to approach that? I mean, we could ask Kay to just introduce us. We could. I mean, that would probably be the simplest rather than bumming around the district trying to persuade someone. She probably wouldn't mind, you know? Yeah. She already knows us. I think Minx, in the course of your, your date last night, Kay talked about sort of her, her normal route where she works, partially so that you could look her up again in the future. Mm-hmm. Minx is able to lead you to one of the, the canal docks in Night Market. And once again, Kay is hanging out on the pier. Uh, she's seems to be in a pretty good mood, chatting with a couple other gondoliers and notices the four of you come down and like straightens up and waves is like, yeah, these are these are them. These are the ones I was telling you about. Hi. Oh, you're speaking of us. Excellent. Hey. By the way, dear, how are you doing this morning? She kind of like glances at your collar and smirks and is like, I'm doing just fine. Thank you. And gives you a wink. Glad to hear it. Wink back. Uh, so oh, what can I do for you this morning? Hopefully no further uh, ambushes. I think we all might need a little time to recover from the last one. Oh, certainly not. It is unfortunately uh, some manner of business, though. We simply need to, regarding recent events, talk to superior of a sorts, and we simply lack the knowledge of who or how, and I was wondering if you could provide that, of course. Uh, you want a, a, just a name or an introduction? An introduction. We need to start getting a network together. Mm. If it's not too much trouble. Well, I mean, I'm happy to help, but if you're looking for something a little more broad, then you would need to talk to Isil. She's the one in charge. And she, like, kind of steps back and gestures at her gondola. She's managed to clean off most of the bloodstains. Excellent. Most of them. <laughs> most. <laughs> Still a few. Yeah. Yeah, you guys all hop into the gondola, and she takes you up through the canals. As you guys get into Crow's Foot, you can kind of tell as soon as you've gotten into the district because you see a pair of bodies floating face down. Oh. Oh, geez. They, they are, based on what they're wearing, members of the Red Sashes. Both look like they've been shot. Kay sees them, looks around, just making a glance around of the area. Not like she's looking for people, but just sort of being like, okay, this is my location. She stops the gondola for a second, and her eyes glow blue the same way that Blair's do when she's looking into the ghost field. She's magic. She does that for a second, and then comes out and is like, all right, their spirits are still in there. Uh, I'll send somebody to pick them up once we get there. And about ten minutes later, she brings you to an underground dock that then extends backwards into a bit of a cavern that has... Uh, a small building built back there, like a small boathouse, basically. And she brings her gondola up. There's a number of other gondolas there, some that have been pulled out of the water that look like they um, are in various stages of repair. There's a number of people kind of milling around, talking. A few of them wave at Kay as, as she steps out. And yeah, Kay leads you back to the boathouse, knocks on the door, and then you hear a voice from inside. Who is it? Okay, I have uh, have some people here who want to talk to you. <clears throat> yeah, send them on in. So Kay opens up the door, ushers you all inside. It's a small room with a couple doors leading out, but in this room there's a desk, a couple electroplasmic lights. The walls are covered in maps. <gasps> of the canals of the city uh, that have all kinds of uh, notations um, and like various shorthand and symbols on them. Sitting at the desk is an older woman. She looks like she's probably in her 50s or 60s. She's got silver hair that is tied back in a really tight bun, scar across her forehead. Ah, what, um, what's making you bring guests in? Okay, just says, they, uh, Wanted to talk to you. Had some interest in uh, utilizing our services more broadly. There's a couple corpses back around the uh, Crossfire Junction, so I'm going to go and... Woman at the desk is like, yes, yes, go. Please pick them up. Okay, gives you all a wave and tells you she'll be back and then heads out. Be safe. So, 
woman at the desk uh, sort of looks the four of you over and is like, so uh, what can I do for you? Yes, well, given that you have been graciously doing business with us in matters of boating and otherwise, and given recent developments regarding your business, we were, to move straight to the point, interested in perhaps a more long-term and hopefully exclusive business relationship. You have a very weird idea of straight to the point. (laughs) (laughs) And she kind of, she scans the rest of you and settles on Finn. Uh, It's like, what do you all want? We want contacts. We're trying to set up an information network, and we figured you guys know the most about what's going on in the city. Is that not what I said? No, you took like 50 minutes to take what it took me like two seconds to say. She nods like, okay, that I can work with. Uh, I guess, are you the ones that, uh, I guess, Kay had been talking about who were helping dealing with those attacks? That was us. Yeah, that was us. Well, that's been a great help. We're grateful for it, but... We're going to need a bit more if you want uh, us to just share what we know. Okay, then what's the price? Uh, and she pushes herself up out of her chair and goes over to one of the maps and looks over it a bit. Taps one symbol, looks back at the four of you, shakes her head, taps on another one. That could probably work. You all seem like, uh, I don't know, sneaking in places? Most of the time, I would say so, yeah. Good enough. You heard about the night the grinders and the bill hooks got robbed in one night? That was our crew. Ah, alright. You might be able to pull this off then. There is an alchemist who's got a barge. They've been using the canals to get around. They're causing some problems for us. They have been picking up bodies, doing experiments with the corpses and then with the spirits that come out when they're done they let the spirits out and then we have some i mean ghosts are already very angry and difficult to deal with but these are coming out tortured and we're the ones that have to put them to rest for good uh it's making our lives more difficult than they need to be unfortunately we don't have uh, what you would call the best relationship with the spirit wardens. But we also don't really have the resources to deal with this alchemist ourselves. So... We're just getting visibly but constrained excited. We think that this alchemist has some kind of arcane means of keeping their barge from being detected by the spirit wardens. So, what I need you to do is find the barge, remove, break, sabotage, whatever these wards are on it, and then should be enough. I think getting rid of those, the spirit wardens will be able to come down on them after that. We we may not get along with them, but we have some contacts who can pass on information. So, if you can deal with whatever is hiding it, then... That will be another problem you've dealt with for us, and I think we can do business. And what are your preferences on if the alchemist is encountered, shall he be left alone? Because we can also retrieve him or remove him as needed. Kill him. No, no killing. That makes their their problems worse. Never mind. It, yeah, that's... Sorry. One more spirit we have to chase off the canals, but no, I understand the impulse, and quite frankly, I think that death is probably a little too good for him. Just take down the wards, whatever they are. Very well. And uh, like I said, you do that, I think between what you've uh, already done for us, I think we can uh, come to an arrangement. Sounds fair. Shall be done. So you all head back outside... She wanted to talk to Finn. Finn. Sorry, dear. Like, you are plenty terrifying and all. But one can hardly say you're the social butterfly of the group, you understand, of course. Some people prefer an entirely direct approach. You have to keep those people in mind at times. I thought I was being direct. (laughs) Your version of direct and the working class's version of direct aren't exactly the same most of the time. I suppose that's true, and I should know better than that. But I just thought people in charge preferred discreetness. 
I, I don't know if the gondoliers really work that way. I mean, fair enough. The more of us that can talk to them accessibly, the better. As you guys get out to the dock, you see Kay has, has come back up and there are now two tarp-covered bodies. Kay is standing there talking to a couple other people. One of them has started, like, painting some sort of symbols onto the tarps. Blair, what do those mean? Are there rituals to keep the dead down? Yeah, they're just... They're keeping their ghosts trapped. Well, not trapped, they're just... Keeping them with the bodies, you know. Good. It's a good thing. I didn't know they could do that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a thing that can happen. Or you can make do if you wanted to. Can you show me how to do that? Uh, no. Of course not. No. Why not? I, uh... Well, well, alright, let me ask you this. Why do you want to know? Because it would be useful to know to prevent anything unpleasant happening. Should somebody die close to us? Oh. Oh, shit. Okay, I didn't think about that. In that case, yeah. Yeah, no, when we get back to the next later sometime, yeah, I'll show you. Thank you. Why would you be opposed to it, Blair? Uh, well, I mean, I understand why they're doing this, but it's it's not right for someone's soul to just, you know, stay with their shell if it's, you know, not... If, that, if nothing's there anymore, I don't know. I, I can't really explain it. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't feel right to me. Well, I can't imagine that tarp is going to stay there forever. They're likely being simply relocated. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah. Hopefully they'll be burnt. Yeah. Kay sees the four of you and comes over and is like, we were able to recover them and it's two less ghosts uh, haunting the canals. Do you have a nice talk? Yeah. Yeah. A nice, very direct, productive business conversation. As she says very direct, she glances over at Finn again. <laughs> Finn's going over to one of the gondoliers. Yeah, there's a, a couple gondoliers who are uh, working on doing it. It looks like they're like resealing the hull mm-hmm. of a gondola. Mm-hmm. So they really took that thing apart, huh? And uh, one of them glanced over and like, yeah, yeah. Gotta, you know, keep up with repairs. Yeah. What if I helped you with that? Would you do me a favor? You know a lot about boats? Yeah. My parents are fishermen. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I think this is going to be a gather information role of some kind. I did just buy a point and sway. And yeah. I, I could use that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you could definitely do that. Okay, so I got a four. Okay, you you chat with this guy as you're helping him, you know, do repairs on the gondola. Like, as you're wrapping up, you can ask whatever questions you have about this, this alchemist. So, with this alchemist that's been messing with you guys recently, mm, I hear, yeah. He, yeah, he hangs out on a barge, I heard? Yeah, yeah, it... Uh, tends to hang out in places where there's gonna be, like, corpses. Mm-hmm. So, it's actually been around in Crow's Foot a lot, uh, mm-hmm. Char Hollow, Coleridge, Dunslow, those kind of places where there's a, a lot of bodies to get tossed. So, let me ask you something. Would you want to head over to Crow's Foot with me later tonight? See if we could suss him out? Uh... And I mean, I could take you for drinks later, you know, pay for the obvious strain I'm going to be putting you under, dealing with the alchemist and dead bodies. I mean, dead bodies not a problem. The really pissed off ghosts coming off of that barge, a little bit more of a problem. We'll take care of them. Yeah, and two drinks and a date, maybe? You don't have to offer a date. That's just a little awkward. Oh, thank but... goodness, because that would have been awful. Two rounds of drinks for you and a buddy of yours. The, there has been another gondolier, like, silently working on, on the gondola with you guys this whole time, who, like, kind of leans around the ship and gives a thumbs up. Yeah, the guy's like, yeah, all right, sure. I'll. This is just, like, taking you there. You're not expecting me to, like... Pick us up? No. Okay. Just drop us there. We'll take care of it. 
okay that that works can't yeah. do that cool and he he gives you like a dock to meet at later tonight cool yeah any other information you guys want to try to gather because you've got most of the day well after saying goodbye to Kay and explaining that i might be busy the next couple nights but whenever afterwards i want to try to find anyone the alchemist might be dealing with Ooh, that's a good idea like i want to find out what comes out of that barge besides the dead bodies i'll uh i'll tag along with that for you okay who do you want to try to ask about that i might have a suggestion okay there is, on my list of friends on my uh, character sheet, there is a spirit trafficker named Flint. Maybe he knows something, but the, the catch is that I don't like him. Mm. Simply providing that information would likely be enough for me to make the contact. Yeah, no, if you want to say that asshole, that's fine with me. Just don't name drop me. Uh, I won't. <laughs> okay. I imagine that, like, the two of you, like, Blair walks you over to wherever Flint works out of. Tell me about Flint. How did he and Blair cross paths? Blair does not like Flint on principle because he deals in selling spirits. And that's just something that she just, it, it does not vibe with her. Maybe he tried to hire her to, like, capture spirits? I like that. I also had the idea of maybe she is stolen from him. So she could release spirits into the wild. Maybe both. Blair, the spirit eco-terrorist. Blair will will walk Minx over to to his little alchemist shop, probably ranting about this guy the whole way. Yep. Okay, so like spirit slavery and trading is a thing, kind of? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it's really fucked up. Oh dear. You know, I suddenly understand your position a lot more, child. Go ahead and make your roll, and then we'll we'll see how this goes. Four. Four? Okay. You head into this little alchemist shop, and it's very small. There's basically, like, you go in the door, there's about four feet of space, and there's a counter, and then behind that is a door where presumably all of the alchemical goodies are kept. There's a guy in his early 30s leaning on the counter with... You know, his, his chin in his hand, he's got a book in front of him that he's sort of idly paging through and glances up when you come in, kind of gives you a quick once-over and says, uh, hi, welcome to Flint's Alchemy. What can I do for you? Good afternoon. Um, I find myself in need of fresh reagents, preferably ones that can be easily kept out of the way. I was wondering if you could help me find what the particulars. Um kept out of the way the kind one might need to peek around a bit for oh yeah oh, this is your first time isn't it closes the book flip that uh latch on the door for me click all right so yeah what are you looking for you need uh devil's fingers uh demon rings crow feathers in stock if you need those uh crow skulls too not too many of those those are gonna be pretty pricey uh what are you looking for pardon me for not being more direct i meant more uh materials of of a more transparent variety <laughs> oh spirits gotcha and he reaches under the counter and pulls out um a thicker book that as he flips through the pages it's like looks like a handwritten ledger it's like i've got uh about six right now. Um, anything in particular you're looking for? Yes, I, I don't suppose any of those are particularly fresh. Uh, well, I mean, some of them, you know, if you're not there right when they come out, uh, it's hard to know how long they've been dead. Yes, because I'm a bit looking for something a, a bit more fresh where the... Uh... The, where the pain centers are still quite stimulated. Mm. Don't think I have anything like that in right now, but I I know a guy, another alchemist I do some work with sometimes, uh, goes by Needle. Might be able to hook you up. His place moves around, though. I think he's been around in Crow's Foot a lot lately. I would maybe check around there. 
I know he's been, he's been picking up a lot from the lamp blacks and the red sashes killing each other all over the place. That's been, I mean, it's been good for all of us in this business. Andy, that would make sense. Now, regarding the wares you do have in stock, mm-hmm. and I'm going to inquire as to the prices of buying a spirit. Oh, buying a spirit? That's probably going to cost you one coin. You know I'm going to buy one. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Congratulations, you have a ghost in a jar. Ah! You're down one coin. You have a spirit jar. No! And a ghost in a bottle. Why did you give him money? Blair is probably listening through the window. She actually didn't walk away, and she is very distraught. All right, and then I'll, like, politely say goodbye and leave with my wares discreetly. And I meet back up with Blair and plop the bottle into her hands and say, Here, go nuts. What? But why did you give him money? Do you honestly believe that I'm going to let him keep it? She would have stolen it from him. She puts it back in her pack. The day will come, I imagine. Sure hope so. Any other info that you guys want to try to gather? I think that I would like to do some studying about these wards, if possible. Okay. Go ahead and, and roll study, and we'll see what info you get. Oh, I got a six! Okay, cool. So what she's looking for is, like, what kind of wards she might find, and specifically ways to disable them or get past them. Yeah. So the thing that kind of stuck out to you was that, like, it's not something that's making the barge impossible to see because the gondoliers are able to see it. It's just that when it's pointed out to the, the spirit wardens, they can't seem to locate it, which is kind of strange. So you do some research on what little is known publicly about the spirit wardens. The spirit warden uniform is they have this navy blue uniform and gloves and a face-concealing brass mask. And you're sort of able to piece together from various books and pieces of research that the masks have an arcane element to them. And based on what you read about runes and wards, it seems like if you were to use these masks as kind of a basis for some sort of ward, it would make it so anyone who is wearing one of these masks would be unable to see through it. Awesome. So that evening, as planned, you meet up with uh, Finn's new gondolier friends who have been promised drinks in exchange for a ride to the spooky place, the spooky barge. You get on the gondola and set out, and basically, you know, you're just sort of going through the canals without a specific destination. And you've been on the canals for maybe 10 minutes, not very long, when you hear gunfire. Not directly in the street above you, but a couple streets over. And the gondoliers, based on kind of what you guys had said about this guy being drawn to corpses, start sort of heading slowly in that direction. And sure enough, you guys get over there. God, this is horrible. And there's about three bodies in the canal. Oh. The bodies are in the canal off to the right. The barge is kind of at the other end of the channel. And the gondoliers sort of move up to a point where you guys can get out and move along the edge of the canal to get up to the barge. And I think at this point, we need to establish the score and how you're getting in. I imagine it's stealth, right? Probably stealth. (laughs) Yeah. Engagement roll. I rolled a one and a six. Oh, jeez. So, (laughs) the four of you go creeping down the canal. You're about three-fourths of the way to the barge when you hear a splash And you all kind of freeze up and look over and see there's a person in a a small rowboat who is rowing over to the bodies. Uh Mm. So right now, the alchemist is not on the barge. So I think our entry point is going to be on the other side of that building thing from him. Yeah. You guys approach the barge, are able to step onto the barge without too much trouble, and... Blair, you get a, like, 
prickling sensation up the back of your neck. Oh, no. And then I think actually everybody feels a little cold. (laughs) There is a ghost about. So I think Myra keeps the spirit bane charm on like a necklace around her neck and she like fishes it up out from under her dress and like clutches it in her hand looking around. I feel like Finn like has hers on constantly because she does not like ghosts and has a very strong opinion that things that are dead should stay dead. I mean, they're trying to. Not very well. Does somebody want to take a peek into the ghost field and I see do. what they can I do. see? I do. <laughs> Blair jumping up and down, yeah. waving her hand. Pick me! Pick me! Ooh, I got a sex. So you put on your spirit mask, you look into the ghost field, and basically at the opposite corner of the barge from where you guys are, you see it's a it's a spirit. It looks like it's probably been a spirit for quite some time because it has sort of lost a lot of its distinguishing features. At this point, it's just sort of a, a humanoid blur, except for one thing that is very crisp and clear, which is the boreal sword in its hand. Cool. And it is sort of floating around the edge of the barge as if it's on patrol. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just drifting along. She takes her mask off and she's like, uh, yeah, there's a ghost with a sword hanging out around here. It doesn't seem angry, does it? No, he's just hanging out. Hmm. And I suppose it doesn't need any interaction from now. I would prefer not to interact with the spirits as much as possible. Yeah, I mean, might as well hide from it too, get in and out. Mm-hmm. We're looking for a spirit mask. For, for one of the spirit warden's masks. Yeah. It's possible the building will be the most likely place for it. Let's get in there. You can uh, try the door, and it opens. Yay! (laughs) Yeah. This building has been split into a few rooms. You guys step into the first room. This looks like an alchemist's lab. A very messy one. Like, Arun's was super neat and organized. This looks like um, a bomb went off in here. Mm -hmm. It's chaos. There's also, as you all step in, this really unpleasant smell. Oh no. Like a rotting meat Mm. smell. Oh no! No! It doesn't seem to be in this room. It's not that powerful. There are a lot of weird stains on the floor and tables. What colors are the stains? They're kind of a brownish color Great. for the most oh, no. part. Great. You've got the, the door you guys came in and another door leading further into this little barge building. Is it locked? I don't know. Have you tried it? Can I try it? <laughs> yes. It's it's not locked. Okay. <laughs> so Minx, you're going in first? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose I will. So you push it open and the smell gets way worse. I shut the door again. (laughs) (laughs) Without even looking, you just open the door and you're like, "Mm, nope. (laughs) Yep. Someone else with a less delicate palate may want to open this one. I got it. I'll remain out here. I I am not dragging this stench back to the nest. I figure I'm used to uh, at least some level of it. I know it's going to be- terrible smells, Yeah. But I know that this is going to be worse um, because human flesh. I think Myra does put a, a, a sleeve over her face and she follows. So, Finn, you open the door, and this is the second half of the lab. There are three tables, two of which have corpses on them. One of the bodies has just been sort of dumped there and doesn't look like it's had much done to it. The other one is mid-dissection. There, there's a number of jars containing organs and fluids, and there is sort of hanging along the ceiling, there's a lot of bones that look like they've been hung to dry. And both of you are going to take level one harm, nauseated. You can roll prowess or resolve, actually, I'll say, to resist. I got a six. Okay, so Myra, you take no stress to just sort of power through this. I got a four. Okay, so you take two stress. 
resisting the the nausea. And there is another door leading onward. Let's go for the door. Have we had a chance to glance around? Does it look like there's not really a place? I don't want to dig around in the bodies. Well, that this ward would... would... (laughs) I just want to double check that the spirit mask isn't in here. Nobody's really looked for it yet. I would like to glance around. I don't think she's going to take close looks. Okay, so that'll probably be survey. During all this, I'm just going to be keeping watch outside in the other room. What the fuck? These dice are magic tonight. I got another six. You don't see anything that looks like a spirit warden mask in here. You do recognize, though, that several of the jars that are in here are empty spirit jars. Uh, She'll tell Blair later, but I don't think any of them want to touch those spirit jars. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. You guys haven't really said anything to us us two waiting on the outside, have you? No, I think they're not trying to shout back at you. All right, yeah, I'll go inside. Because Blair doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna take level one harm nausea unless you want to resist it. Fuck harm. I'm gonna resist it. <laughs> so that's gonna be either resolve or prowess, whichever one you want to roll. Five. Okay, so you take one point of stress, but you you push through. Oh, that's nasty. There's some spirit jars. I don't know if you... So if you want to do your look at it and see if anything... If there's a trail or anything. I, I mean, know. I could. I put on my spirit mask and I can I roll a tune? Mm-hmm. Three. Three. Okay. You start to focus, but you get this sense that if you push on, you're going to see some really horrifying things. So you sort of hesitate. You can try again, uh, but it'll be risky. I want to try again. Okay. <laughs> Six. So you you look into the ghost field, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you see layers of echoes. Okay, of basically the room itself and like the bodies that are brought in are like washed out, desaturated. But you're able to see in these echoes, like the spirits that are withdrawn from the bodies are very bright and they stand out. Oh, okay. And, you know, even kind of through these echoes, you can pick up the the remains of their rage and their need for vengeance. So there's- And their hunger. They're certified fresh, then. You're not not just seeing the two bodies that are in here right now. You're seeing, seeing like, back and back and back and back and back for a while. Oh, cool. Great. Yeah, so it's just sort of like layers Whoa. upon layers of echoes Wait, of... Wait, are these spirits all still here? You don't know. The one kind of unifying thing is that all of the spirits, like, after they get drawn into the jars, like, they... All of these echoes kind of overlay and move through the next door. Ah, uh, okay. You guys want the good news or the bad news? She takes her spirit mask off. Bad news. Uh, the bad news is that... There's a lot of death in this room. A lot of fucked wow, up shit has really? happened. <sighs> a lot of death. A lot. We we get it, and we understand there's there's a threat to us in this room. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, no, not necessarily. The... <sighs> <laughs> if it's pained spirits, if it's hungry spirits, it's a threat. I think I know where we need to go next. And she points at the door that the spirits were all uh, drawn towards. Is that also bad news? I don't know yet. Probably is, but let's go. Mangus, are you still kind of hanging out there keeping watch? Yeah. Um, I know I'm kind of sitting out, but there is no way Minx is going to deal with that smell. Just Oh, no. yeah, no, that's that's <laughs> fine. Um, why don't you go ahead and roll a, a survey for me? And I get a three. Okay. So you're, like, pacing around... Looking at things, waiting for your companions to come back so you can get out of this horrible place. And as as you're kind of pacing, you hear on the side of the barge, like, some splashing and thunking sounds. Mm-hmm. As the boat is coming back. Oh, dear. So I'm gonna start a clock. How many parts? Alchemist Discovery. Currently a two out of four. Uh... You guys have been moving pretty slowly through here. You only had three bodies to pick up. 
Can I lock the door from the inside? Yes. And I want to get ready beside it to subdue him if he comes through. Yeah, okay. What are the other three of you doing? Going through the door. So you open up the next door, and Blair, you immediately can kind of tell what's going on in this room. Okay. Unlike the first two rooms, there's not really a lot of tables and stuff in here. There's some shelves on the walls where there are a number of of jars and things. And then on the floor, there's three large circles that are made out of like runes and just various symbols. Blair, you're able to tell that, you know, these are symbols that relate to size, as if like something is being stretched or compressed. There are things about containment. There are some that just sort of translate into like knives basically is the closest translation or heat right. or cold so that's that's kind of what's going on in here and then there is a another door is the mask in here anywhere can i look for it you can look yeah at this point it's going to be risky i have rolled a three okay this is fine myra you're you're walking around this room looking sort of it, it's it's all of these rooms have been pretty dimly lit, so you have to kind of walk around, like peer into corners and look in things. And as you're walking, your boot scuffs some of the symbols on the floor. And all three of you suddenly feel very cold. Oh, no. And you get that, that feeling on the back of your neck when like, it feels like somebody's <sighs> right behind you staring at you. And you turn around, and that ghost with the sword is standing there. Awesome. Myra and Finn, in order to push through just the primal terror that seeing an aggressive ghost instills, you will need to roll resolve. I got a four. Okay. So what happens if we don't resist? If you don't resist, you can tell me how you react. You freeze or you flee. See, the thing is, I think this has been building up for Myra, and at least initially, we're going to have a freeze reaction. Okay. I'm going to toss my spirit bane charm at it. <laughs> like, be gone! <laughs> okay. Blair, if you want to assist, you can take a point of stress and help her with this. I'll take a stress. This is going to be risky. Two? Uh, sorry? Two! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. Here's what happens. You throw the spirit bane charm and order it to be gone. It does not be gone. The charm lands on one of the symbols, and there's sort of this, like, electric crackling around it. The ghost doesn't—it also doesn't get any closer, because whatever is happening with the interaction of the spirit bane charm, the symbol that it's touching seems to be kind of holding it back for a second. However, you guys can now hear some thuds and thunks from outside as I'm going to fill in another tick on the clock of the alchemist getting in. How much stress is it to do a flashback? Depends on what you want to set up. I want to have retroactively prepared a disguise. What's the what's the disguise? I want to have a blue coat disguise. I think that's probably going to be too stressed because getting your hands in a blue coat uniform is not easy. Can I take less stress to have it be less perfect and count on the fact that it's dark? Yes. One stress gets you just like the coat over your regular clothes. Okay. Congratulations, Minx has been wearing a blue coat coat this whole time. Yeah, so I'm actually going to unlock the door, but be ready on the other side with my pistol at the ready. Okay, so you're like trying to set up where you could arrest this guy? Yes, exactly. Okay, what are you folks in the other room doing? I, I want to talk to this ghost. What are you going to try and roll? Consort. It's going to be risky, lesser effect, because it's a very angry ghost, and it's not really inclined to listen to you. Four. So what, what do you say to the ghost? Hi, my name is Blair. Um, we don't mean to intrude. We're just, um, we're looking for something. We're trying to right some wrongs and help some folks out. What's your name? It was kind of starting to move towards you all again, like in an aggressive stance. And then Blair starts talking to it and it, it slows and turns its head towards her. And it doesn't speak and it has... Only the, the sort of faintest impression of facial features. And yet it is emanating confusion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say the consequence 
is that the alchemist is going to be coming through the door in a second here, so Minx is going to have to deal with that. We're not going to cause you any trouble if you don't cause us any trouble. We come in peace, and hopefully we will leave in peace. And I hope peace comes to you as well. Okay, you're holding its attention. Also, I really like your sword. Where did you get it? <laughs> Blair? What? No! What, what do you mean, no? Do not ask a- Do you see that, though? That thing is wicked! You do not ask a ghost where you got a sword! Why not? Because it's rude! Okay, I would like to make that resistance roll. Yeah, go ahead. Four. I got a four as my highest. Okay, so you'll take two stress, and you can kind of shake off the fear. Uh, I'd like to look around for the spirit mask, please. Okay, it's not It's not in this room. Good. You determined that. Uh, there's only one room left. Oh, there's still that other room left. I would like to look in that room. You can, like, walk backwards and open up the door. Th- this is, like, a living space. There's a bed, like, piles of clothes everywhere. There's, like, plates of half-eaten food. Yeah, it's just, it's a very messy space. Do you want me to roll that survey? Yeah. Uh, what's the devil's bargain look like there? You are going to have some terrible nightmares. Uh, that That is probably going to exacerbate your exhausted condition. Yep. Six, thank God. So you, you step into the, the room, glance around, and despite the mess, you're able to very quickly spot nailed to the wall is a spirit warden mask that looks like it's been hammered flat and has some kind of rune carved into it. I think Myra's going to grab the mask off the wall and go back into the other room. Finn, I need you to break this for me. Awesome. Yes, I'll do that. Before you do that, I want to jump over to Minx, because Minx is about to also have a situation. Mm -hmm. You're squared up at the door, pistol aimed. Uh, The door opens, and the first thing that comes in is, like, a push cart Uh (laughs) loaded with bodies. Uh (gasps) There's three dripping corpses on it. Pushing that, like, straining, because this is three bodies, it's very heavy, is the alchemist, who is... Dressed in stained, sort of muddy clothes, uh, the like sleeves are are wet. Pushes that in, and then like looks up and sees you. Right as he's coming in, I'm gonna I'm gonna start advancing on him around the cart with my pistol pointed at him, uh, and say, "On the ground now! This is a raid." Okay, what are you gonna roll? Can I roll sway with that? It sounds like command. Yeah. What if I spend too stress to make it a sway? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Critical. You advance on him. He squeaks in terror and flings himself face down on the barge. Okay. He goes and I was like, I didn't kill them. I just found him like this. You have every right to remain silent. Anything you say will be, can and will be used against you in court. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Good job. Okay. So I'm just going to keep him there face down so he doesn't really get a good look at my face. So you guys hear like Minx muffled yelling from the other room. Finn, you have a a sheet of metal with a rune on it. Yeah, I'm gonna smash it. Okay, this would be the platonic ideal of wreck. (laughs) Hey, I'm really happy. Okay, I got five. Okay, how are you, how are you breaking it? So I'm going to throw it on the ground and I'm going to take out my pistol and I'm just going to just shoot it and keep shooting it. <laughs> okay. I think I'm just going to say that the the ghost is still facing Blair, but kind of halfway looks at you. And so your next action is going to be just in a risky position. Yep. But yeah, yeah, you, you destroy it. Woo-hoo. So Blair, if you keep talking to the ghost, you can kind of hold its attention. Okay, that's good, because I have an idea. Go ahead with what you're going to do. Um, hey, so here's an idea. I'm going to ask a yes or no question. You nod your head yes for yes, shake your head no for no. Do you like it here? Shakes its head. Okay, here's the thing. I can get you out. If I put you in a jar, like, uh, I don't know, maybe by next week, I can bring you to the Deathlands and get you out of here. It's just still kind of looking at you head cocked to the side. Because that wasn't a yes or no question. Oh, no, that's not a... All right, let me rephrase that as a question. Would you like me to get you out of here? It nods, 
and then turns again and drags its sword over one of the circles. The sword doesn't damage the circle, right? but sparks kind of fly up around it, and the sparks sort of go up and, and surround the ghost, and it twitches. So he has unfinished business with that. All right, all right, here, here's another question. Are you asking me to work with this right here? And she gestures to the circle that the ghost is pointing at. It starts to nod, then shakes its head, and then drags the sword through it again. All right, can I just investigate? Can I roll something to investigate this sword? Because I don't know what it's asking me. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll use a tune. Okay. Six. Awesome. You look into the ghost field, and you see, now that it's standing close to the circles, you can see there are these, like... Your mind kind of interprets them as chains. They don't look exactly like chains, but... That's sort of the closest thing that your brain can come up with. Twined around the spirit and binding it to two of the circles. From the circle that Myra disturbed, there's a sort of like broken chain sort of stretched out on the floor. Okay. And it looks at you again. And then as it drags the sword, you can see the sword hits the chain. Mm -hmm. And that's when the sparks go. Oh, okay. All right. I understand now. Flora's just going to get on her hands and knees and she's just going to vigorously rub like her sleeve over and just totally erase these circles. Yeah, so you're able to, to disrupt the symbols enough that the other two chains fall off. And the, the spirit does this, this shiver, looks at you, Blair, gives you a single nod, and then just drops down through the bottom of the, the barge and disappears. Oh, that's not what I intended, but okay, that works. Bye! So the ghost is gone. Okay. The the rune is broken. Minx has the, the alchemist contained. So are we going? Yeah, we're out of here. Pretty much. Okay. Guy came in a rowboat. We're taking that, right? Yeah, I mean, I'd, sure. I'd, Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, I don't see why yeah. not. Yeah? Okay. Minx? I'm gonna call out. I'm here. <laughs> we're leaving! <laughs> Alright, that was easy. Can I pistol whip the guy into unconsciousness? Yeah. I have an idea for what we do with him. I think we drop him off at a blue coat station with a note as to what he did. The gondoliers, I think they felt that the spirit wardens were better equipped to handle. Or, sorry, we can take him to the spirit wardens then. I think we should just leave him. But he might get back out and do this again, and then that fucks over everybody. Everybody in this city, frankly. Yeah, like, definitely this boat needs to get burned. Yeah. Yeah. Then what do we do with our ward then? Do we take him directly to the spirit wardens or to the gondoliers or? Do any of us know where the spirit wardens actually congregate? Bellwether crematorium. Yeah, is there a way we can just like drop him off on the doorstep like an abandoned child? This could be something you could you could call in the cabbies for again because you do have a positive relationship with them. You could just have them do a drive by and shove <laughs> hey, him cabbies, out. Cabbies, we have a corpse we need you to transport. Not a corpse. Oh yeah, sorry, I forgot we didn't kill him. <laughs> you just really want to, Finn, I understand. I really do. Okay, you're gonna burn the boat and take this, Have a, do a do a drive-by drop-off of this guy to the spirit ward? Yeah. We are 100% burning this boat. I'm sorry if anyone doesn't agree, but Finn is I burning agree. this boat. No, it's a bad this boat, boat needs to go. So yeah, you're able to find, amongst all the various alchemical stuff you can find things that will let you set this barge on fire you dump your captive into the rowboat who who does the honors of of lighting it me i use my lantern i set the boat on fire so you row away with this guy as the the barge goes up in flames behind you and then yeah i think with with the cabbie's help um they're a little bit like you want to do what you know what we we don't want to know do we leave a note do we leave a pin? What's happening here? Yes, no, no pin. Yeah, I vote no pin. Okay, so you tuck a note into his pocket explaining what he's done. Keep him off the streets so we can stay out. Well, that was easy. Does anyone else have time for one more thing to do tonight? Uh, sleep? What? Make make some corn out of this. Blair, you'll like this one. What my end goal here is, is to break into that ghost trader's place, <gasps> take our money back, and then rat him out that he's doing this horrible stuff. Blair almost has stars in her eyes and she's like, do you really want to rat him out with me? Of course. Alright, let's get this fucker! Is this guy on the way back to the nest? He's he's in the neighborhood. 
it's on the way even. Uh, then I'm fine with it. Okay. You are able to break in. He doesn't really have good security. Like, this is a, a shitty little alchemist shop. Can we steal the cash box? The entire cash box? Yeah. You get three coin. Honestly, I feel like the rest of you did most of the work, so if you want to split it between the three of you. Okay. While I'm in a giving mood. Minx ruffles Blair's hair. Aw, stop. Let's do downtime. You get informants. Woo! So anytime that you all gather information, you get a bonus die. So going into downtime actions, Finn, what are you going to be up to? I think the scene opens up on, like, the camera goes through the crowd and pulls out, and the fight is already in session. Pretty deep into it, like, Finn has a black eye, her lips been split, and there's, like, a little bit of blood coming out of her mouth. Uh, <laughs> Who's she fighting? She's fighting a man about, about her height, but, like, twice as muscular, so it's, like, pretty unevenly matched. I like the idea of just like a final blow coming across Finn's face and she just like gets totally smacked to the floor and she gets up and like puffs some of her hair out of her face, spits out a mouthful of blood, and then we see her leave the ring and collect a fistful of cash. Okay. And she feels better about things now for some reason. So that is how Finn is reducing her stress. Myra, what are you up to? Myra has been running herself pretty ragged for the last few weeks, and she has not been getting sleep. She's been choosing work over the amount of sleep she needs to get. So she's been exhausted for a while, and so I think she she gets some breakthroughs when she's doing her research. So she finally feels like, okay, okay, I've done enough. I can go sleep. And for a little while, it's pretty restless because she has these horrible nightmares. You know, there's like, you go into her dreams and there's there's a whispering in her ear and she's calling out, Mama, Mama, and then there's angry ghosts crowding around her, and she's being forced back into a corner, and then she wakes up gasping. But she gets up for a little bit, and then she finally goes back to sleep, and finally just, she's so exhausted that sleep just pulls her under, and she sleeps for a while. All right. So while Myra is sleeping most of a day away, Minx... So, I think that when Myra does finally wake up, she sees the sculpture outside her door. So I think Myra opens her door, and there's a statue right outside it, and she screams. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) It's not a full size, like, it's on, like, a small table. But it's, like, as big as someone's torso, and is kind of just... It's big enough. (laughs) (laughs) What does the sculpture look like? Uh, you know, a Marlboro sculpture of a woman pouring out, like, a pot of water or something. And, you know, just kind of gently draped with a cloth or something like that. Something just really simple and classical like that. But it's, for some reason, right in front of Myra's door. <laughs> Minx placed it somewhere super prominent in the center room, like, maybe even on the table or something. And then either Finn or Blair just sort of God. gently nudged it over there. And now it just becomes a thing, like, no one ever sees anyone else move it. If you come back to the nest, it's probably going to be in a different spot. Do they give her a name? Oh, god, they have to. What do you guys name her? Minx can't be the one to name her. Right. It has to be something where Minx is angry about the name that the rest of you have given her. It's some very long foreign language name that sounds super frou-frou, but y'all should give it a dorky nickname. Kevin. Kevin. I don't know, I like Kevin. (laughs) Yep. It's Kevin. The statue's name is Kevin. Yes. Perfect. I'm glad we've come to this decision. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And Blair. So this is the night after the score. Blair is alone in her room and it's pitch black except for many, many candles that she has going around and she is pouring over her books, trying to find out what she can about ghost swords. She probably doesn't hit any breakthroughs or leads or anything, but she is just pouring and pouring over tons of these encyclopedias and tomes and she just wants to know about that freaking sword man and that's her indulging her vice is all this ghostly sword research and she falls asleep with dreams of swords in her head Aww. so we we see the the four of you come up to the gondoliers headquarters again Isel is actually outside talking with a couple other 
people and as she sees you she comes over and uh kind of gives you a a broad toothy grin and is like well you uh didn't exactly follow the letter of my request but i sure appreciate the uh spirit with which you carried it out we've heard that the alchemist has been detained for questioning by the spirit wardens and uh it's very rare that people come back from that so are you all really gonna let that spirit joke go by okay never mind she smirks at minx and like seems pleased that somebody got it (laughs) (laughs) and she's like yeah so uh as agreed if you need information about uh any of your work you can reach out to any of my people and uh We'll tell you what we can. It's been a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we we end with, with her shaking hands yeah. with Finn. Thanks for listening. The Magpies will be back in two weeks. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at magpies underscore pod. The Magpies podcast is hosted and produced by Re. Follow me on Twitter at Rhiannon42. Blair Colhane is played by Kim Kogut. Follow her on Twitter at Kim Deanna Jones. Minx is played by Josie. Follow her on Twitter at Dragon Girl Josie. And watch her art streams at picarto.tv slash dragongirljosie. Myra Keel is played by Minna. Follow her on Twitter at MinaMinar. And Finn Haig is played by Madge. Follow her on Twitter at MadgeQuips. The opening and closing theme music is from Trio for Piano, Violin, and Viola by Kevin MacLeod, and is used under a Creative Commons license. The Blades in the Dark roleplay system is the creation of John Harper and is published by Evil Hat Productions. Oh my god, I'm just picturing one and, day like... And Minx is Minx... like, you all are such children. <laughs> no, because Minx comes back one day and goes into her room and like stretches and then looks at her bed and the statue is like neatly tucked into it heavens <laughs> <laughs> who, who who would dare who she comes out uh, and is like who who would dare who would dare treat fine art in this fashion i have no idea i didn't see a thing